Hi, I'm Lindsay Williams, your podcast host, and welcome to Busy Mom's Fitness Corner, Manifesting Through Motherhood, where we dive deep into the empowering journey of balancing motherhood and personal wellness. As modern day mums, we can possess an incredible ability to manifest your dreams while nurturing your family's well-being. Join me as we explore the transformative power of mindset, goal setting and self-care, equipping you with practical strategies to create the life you envision. And who said manifesting has to be hard? Welcome back to the podcast. It's your host, Lindsay. So today I wanted to talk about mum guilt and working. And this is a big thing. This was me last week. I was riddled with mum guilt because I had a lot of work in. My mum and dad was poorly. I could not ask for any help. I had like booked in loads of fun things with my mum, like cinema and the park. They were going to do different things together. And we're not, we can't predict these things are going to happen. But I felt so guilty. My mum felt guilty, which it's nobody's fault. It's just, it is what it is. But I'd booked my week around my mum. My husband was on nights, so I had to try and keep him quiet in the house. And it's really hard when, you you know, you're working and you're trying to, even if you have to send your children to, like, nursery or clubs, you know, it, we still feel guilty because they make us feel guilty. And, you know, when you're working parents, it is a common and complex emotional experience and it often stems from the challenge of balancing the demands of work and family life. So I'm going to go through some different things that, you know, I've put together and, you know, some insights and strategies for managing mum guilt as a working parent. So we need to recognise your feelings. So acknowledge that feeling guilty is a natural response to the pressures of managing work and parenting. Understanding your emotions is the first step in addressing them. I told many people I felt guilty. I had clients here. He kept saying about mum. I'm bored. He never usually uses the word bored, but he was so bored. I don't know why he was. I think they kind of know when you're busy and you've got things on. But when you haven't, they don't seem to want to bother with you. So I had to, because he's got additional needs, he requires a little bit more attention and stimulation. And you feel guilty just leaving them like there to play. And we had some really bad days with weather. So I said, you're going to have to sit downstairs because daddy's trying to sleep. So I pop, like, popped him in the living room and I brought his quilt down. And he was fine, but he got really bored. And then like last week, he started stimming more. He started acting out a little bit. He was saying outbursts. He was, he was just random words just kept coming out of his mouth. He just kept, I think he was just playing up. He was trying to challenge me because I, f- I feel like, you know, children do know when to push your buttons. And he really did that for me last week. And it, it was hell last week. I was, And I thought, how do people run businesses? And I'm lucky that, yeah, he was at home. But I said to my husband, you can go to work and do your job. I'm doing my job running the house. And, you know, trying to keep him happy, trying to sort his food out, trying to make sure I've got everything in. And I started to feel my health decline, my, my, my well-being decline in my head. I was thinking, what's going on here? Why am I feeling like this? I should be feeling down. And, and I'm trying to keep my gratitude up. I'm trying to keep everything going the way my life always goes. The one like positive was I didn't have to get up for a school run and rush around and mess around that week. But he was at home, so I didn't have to get him up to drop him off anywhere early. But I'd not booked him in any clubs, and I find I found it hard this time because he's got additional needs. To find a club that will take him all day, that will look after all his needs, that will keep him stimulated, keep him safe, 
and it's hard. So like next year, I'm definitely going to, I can actually apply for these um, vouchers for him. We're allowed, we're, you know, allocated so many, but I've never done anything like that before to be, to be able to access these clubs. So I'm definitely going to do it next year. Most of the time, my husband has like the, the mini holidays off that we have, like the February and the, the May and the Easter, all them holidays. My husband, he he can, he'll try and book them off accordingly. And then we'll go and see his mum and we'll go on holiday. But six weeks, the first two weeks he was off. Uh, the other week was fine, but it was just this last two weeks. I, I just, I'm not sure what happened. So we need to shift perspective. So instead of focusing on the time you're away from your child, well, mine wasn't too far. Mine was in the house, but yours might be with grandparents. They might be with aunties, uncles, clubs. You might be out all day. You might work shift work. You might just... Your husband might be, and your partners might just be watching your children while you work nights. It could be any scenario. We all have like different routines that we have. Think about the positive aspects of your work, such as providing for your family and setting a positive example of work ethic. And I, last Friday, I did have, I thought I'm going to have to dab the day off. And I overspent on him. I took him out. I took him to, to the park twice. I took him to Smith's. I bought him three trains. I took him from McDonald's. And then we did something. And then we went back to the park in the evening. And then we went to the cinema. And then we went to Pizza Hut. Well, I've already stimulated and overloaded him. But I felt that guilty that week that I'd not spent any money on him. But I felt like I had to make up for it. But after spoiling him, his behaviour was not... I won't say bad as in, like, terribly bad. But it's, he was just being defiant and back-chatting. And I don't like it because I'm not used to it. And when he's at school, that like, cannot believe he's like that. Well, I think that's just part of his diagnosis. So this is just something that we've we've just got to battle together. So it is hard that, you know, I try try not to spoil him. And we do, we overcompensate. It's such an easy thing to do, but we do. We try and make ourselves feel better because they make us feel rubbish. So quality over quantity. So focus on the quality of the time you spend with your child rather than the quantity. So engaging in meaningful activities and connections can make your time together more valuable. So... On my lunch, I was just having my dinner with him. So I thought, well, if I just spend 20 minutes, I went to the front room, had my lunch with him. But then he's like, you go in, I'm going to miss you. And I'm like, I'm just outside. You can come and sit in the salon, no problem. And he's like, I don't want to. And it was raining. I didn't want to keep coming in and out the house. So what, I, you know, what I'd done at night, I tried, I was so tired at night, I'd finished. And I was like, right, come on, we'll get into bed. We'll read a story and we'll spend a bit of time. And then we went on the, like, the switch and we was playing Mario. So I was just trying to like, make sure that he's had some time with me that day but but normally he would be at school and we we, we work when they're at school or most of my friend's children at this age can go to town on their own they have a key my son can't do that he hasn't got the mental you know capacity to go and get a bus to go he doesn't understand money and time and danger he, he hasn't got that yet he's not like your typical 12 year old nearly 13 year old so I haven't got that pleasure of him going out. And I probably wouldn't want him to go out anyway, but when I was that age, as soon as I left school and I went to high school, my mum gave me a key and I remember just getting the bus. I went to town, I, I seen friends, I played out. I was, but back then we did, we, like, we went in our neighbours' houses and we all just played locally or on the back fields or so, you know, it's just something that we have you know, in our area. But now it's everyone's in the bedroom, so they are confined a little bit more. And it isn't safe now and you, there's no youth clubs anymore this, everything's just dangerous but we just have to just we just evolve and it is harder for our children because 
They just want to stay and talk to so the speakers, the friends face to face. They like to go on their devices. So open communication. Talk to your child about your work commitments in an age appropriate way. So because my son's younger minded, I'm like, I'm going to have to work. And I try to, you know, keep saying to him, like, I've had to, we have to do this. We've got pennies, you know, we need pennies to pay for the mortgage, to pay for our holidays. And then he started to understand, he went, you're working for pennies, aren't you? I went, yeah, well, that's what you'll have to do when you're older. I said, we've got commitments, I have to work, I have clients, you know my clients, they come, you're more than welcome to come and sit in. So it's just, you know, just keep making him understand why you're doing it, but they don't see, they don't care about money and, and anything like that. They just want, like, your time. So exp- so I, I just explain why I work and help them understand, and it's, you know, and it is a way that we, you know, you can have your treats. So I said to him, well, I wouldn't have been able to buy you that train. I'll take you to McDonald's or pay for your youth clubs or take you to, like, trampoline parks because I wouldn't have the money to do that. He's like, yeah, yeah, I understand. But then they soon forget and they're really ungrateful, aren't they? So prioritise self-care. So taking care of your well-being allows you to be a better parent. Self-care is not selfish. It's a necessary component of maintaining your own mental and emotional health. So I still had time when my husband got up and I finished. So I had um, when I had my nails done and my eyebrows done. So I still had some things that I'd already had booked in. But I just tried to manage this around when my husband got up. So he got up a little bit early in the afternoon. He's like, I'm tired, but I'll get up. It's fine. And he said, I can't really sleep that good because we could hear him. And I'm like, I feel really guilty. But he said, it's just one of them things. It's like, does it normally happen? So having that time for yourself, just if you can't get out to have any escape time just have some all the things that i've covered in the podcast previous active meditation just do a bit of exercise still keep to your morning rituals i've still got up done my rituals done my exercise i've took care of myself that way i've had my showers i've put some shower steamers in there and and i put some nice like luxury cream on my feet and give them a little bit of a massage just still look after yourself like i'm on my feet in the salon i am non-stop so my arms have been sore so i've just made sure that i've I've given myself a little bit of priority as well. So I've had to add my self-care in, my son's self-care and well-being, my business and being a wife and cooking and like cleaning together. It's it's a big thing, isn't it? Like we haven't just got ourselves to look, look to. We have other people all the time. So delegate and ask for help. So don't hesitate to ask for help from family members, friends or childcare services. Sharing responsibilities can reduce stress and allow you more quality time with your child. If you call parent, then that's great because you can do it between you. If you've got a big family, aunties, uncles, sisters, share with neighbours. I don't really have that many people. I think the problem is with having a child like mine, I can't just drop him onto anyone. But my friend Jackie she actually said I seen it on the Wednesday night and she said I will pick him up and she took him out for the day and I've never really let him go anywhere but like she's obviously very trustworthy so I'm like is she where she's got all the children there and absolutely had the best time ever he absolutely loved it so I, I owe her one now but I, 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 I thought I feel guilty I should have booked this work and she must think oh, why are you working too much but people don't think that we tell ourselves that what people are going to think of us but it is what it is. There's nothing we can do. We're working, and that's the that's at the end of the day. We're providing money, we're providing stability. We're showing our children that a good work ethic, and that's that's really important. But we still look at the negatives before the positives. So, like you say, holiday clubs if you can find any. Like, don't do what I did. Didn't have any in place. But next year, I mean, next year is going to be like heading towards fourteen. He's going to need more stimulation. 
Um, he's still not going to be able to go out on his own, but he's going to need something more. And like he said, can I have friends around? And that? Well, you can't. Daddy's asleep. And I can't watch another child with additional needs in my home when I'm in the salon. I'm, I'm going to be doubly stressed. So I said, I can't care for, you know, everybody's needs as well. So it's easier for him to be on his own. And I said, just bring your friends, speak to your friends, uh, you know, FaceTime nanny, just do what you need to do. Uh, colouring books, you know, just like, you know, just things that we can. It's trying to get creative, but sometimes it's easier said than done. Celebrate achievements. So recognise and celebrate the achievements, big and small, both in your career and as a parent. Give yourself credit for what you are accomplishing. So I published a book, right? And, and I felt really, like, flat about it because I was like, but no, I'm going to keep... Well, this week I've, I've been on a roll a little bit. So like, yeah, I'm going to promote my book, but my vibe was a little bit lower than normal because I was trying to, yay, be all happy and positive and keep my manifesting vibe on. And I published a book, so my son was pecking at my head all week. So that experience was was a, not an experience that I'd had hope for. And it probably wasn't the right time to maybe publish a book, but it is what it is. If you publish, you do things at the right time, but I still published a book and I manage my business and I've been doing my PR. So... I've done everything I need to do and I need to celebrate that. So if you, you know, we're still hitting milestones, we're still hitting goals as working parents and that's what we need to just give ourselves a little bit of credit for. Connect with other working parents. Sharing experiences and strategies with other working parents can provide a sense of validation and a community of support. So I went to a, a networking event and we're all in the same boat. Some of the ladies have grandkids, which are helping their daughters and sons. So they're still like they're having their own children. And we like talk to each other and message each other. Do you need anything? And I know if I'd have reached out, people would have helped him more. But I don't just want to drop him off with somebody because he doesn't know these people. So having that community is really good. I just wish his skill would have had like have something in place, something quite local. I could drop him off. You know, somewhere that he knows where, where he's going. Because he, he said, I don't want to go to a summer club. I don't know these children. I'm like, but it might be really good for you. And I said, next year, I'm not going through this. I said, if you are going to complain about being at home, then you are going to a summer club. Because not just because of me having time to focus on my business. It's the fact that he can do more. And he's, he's, he's absolutely wired at night. He wasn't sleeping. Because he's just... He's not timing himself out like he would at school. He's got a really good routine during the week, but he's just not got a really good bedtime routine. This, like, over the summer, I've been, like, making him go to bed, like, getting him ready for bed at 8 o'clock, but he's still wide awake at 10, asking me questions from the bedroom. I'm like, you must go to sleep. He just can't bring himself down. So remember that the idea of a perfect balance is elusive and each family's situation is unique. Be patient with yourself. Make conscious choices that align with your values. I remember that being a working parent doesn't diminish your ability to being a love, loving and effective caregiver to your child. And my husband just says, what are you feeling guilty for? Like, I'm working. You're giving yourself such a hard time. Because I am, I am a bit of a perfectionist, I've got a bit of OCD, I like to have things in place, I like to have a really good routine. I have no routine when he's in holidays because I know I've still got to work. I do have two weeks off. But six, it feels like longer this time, like more than six weeks. But we're coming to the end of the time now, like if you're listening to this podcast on a week-to-week basis, that we're all probably feeling like ready. And I feel like when you've got children, you know, with, with needs, 
six weeks is a long time if you've nothing in place and financially might not be anything viable for you to do because it is hard to find these places for your children to go and some of them are only a couple of hours and that's no good for me and some of the places I did find a couple of places but there was like over my town that's got not it's not going to fit with me what what's the point I can't there's no point taking 45 minutes to drop him off somewhere to get stuck in traffic to then get back and, and then see it like one client and then come and then go again it's just it's just not viable for me it has to be a substantial enough time for him to enjoy it like a school day type of it you know that many hours drop him off take your packed lunch all your snacks that you need do some different activities that are based around his needs yeah so do you know what i just think there's no point feeling guilty i, I had a couple of days where i'm a bit tearful and i just felt like oh I'm ripping my hair out but that's in, that's just one of them things it's been and gone now and and it's good to sometimes like i spoke to my mom and we have a little bit of a, a cry and i actually my mom said like she'd when she got better she had him on saturday night i was in birmingham and she noticed his needs were a little bit a little bit more demanding and we've we've we've, we've We've all said like these display signs of ADHD and he's getting stimming more and he does more things that off the cuff and I've actually, you know, I thought I said I'm going to have to speak to the doctors and try and maybe see if I can get another assessment. So I've actually got an appointment on Friday and I'm going to, not. there's no point like struggling and I need to, I need some strategies or maybe some something to calm him down on the evening because he's just wired like he's not maybe i'm just going to give it like a week of school see how it how he is but he's just like constantly non-stop non-stop like where we would get tired and and start slowing our body down he will wake up and he'll still be the same when he wakes up when he goes to bed and i've noticed like certain like sounds and triggers that are just setting him off a little bit so yeah i'm going to see the doctor friday and he's a, supposed to be a really good doctor that specializes to kill children with additional needs so hopefully, there's not a three-year waiting list, but do you know what? He goes to a specialist school. They cater for all different children. It's brilliant. I just tell them what you know what my concerns are, but it is good sometimes to have that on paper, like what what is what what we're looking at, what we're facing. Because as is, you know, puberty started, hormones are kicking in. He's getting taller. He's getting bigger. He's getting more hot. Like not not say physical with me, but you know, he chucks himself on me, and and I'm only five foot three four. <laughs> And he's probably about five foot now. So these boys are getting bigger. They're getting strong. He's going to get some more smart mouth. So I need to contain this now. I need to get help and get support. Because we're learning all the time as, as parents. We don't really... Because there's no Bible for it. We could all write... I could write a book tomorrow. Which I probably might write another book. Yeah. I'm per- like, you know, living on the loop. That's me all the time. And I've been out with a friend today. We've been to the park and her son's got autism and... We were bashing our heads on the, like we were just had our hands to our heads. We were like trying to have a coffee while they was like playing in the centre and they spent more time upstairs with us than they did downstairs and was like, let's just go. So we took them to the park. But they kept coming over to us. Because they're so stimulated by everything. They d- they can't cope. But then it agitates us parents because we're trying to have a, a minute or a you know, a bit of a breath. You don't get that. So you feel like you're agitated, you're living on the loop a little bit, you, you feel like you're edgy and uh, and that's how it, it makes you feel when you see like so you've got like 20 people talking to you at once it's that head like chatter that's spinning around that's mine constantly but i've got a good routine i've got a really good husband and i've got a good family that that help me when they can there's nothing i have to just do what my you've just got to do the best that we 
can do with our situation and have really good friends. And as long as we are putting all the tools that I talk about on the podcast, like the time blocking, the outsourcing, the habit stacking, we are looking after everything within ourselves. And we're not we're not burning down, we're not spinning too many plates. So make sure you still got things for you to look forward to. You know, just and learn. I learn I learned from this last few weeks. And I know now, like a year ago, he didn't mind he probably wouldn't have minded being in his bedroom and playing because he liked different types of toys which would keep him more stimulated but this time he's hovering between like toys and devices and you just got a little bit more bored and I don't really want him on his phone all the time so you know is it then I to put the tv on so the tv's just the same it's all stimulation lights sounds plus he was having different foods which he normally probably wouldn't have so I was letting him snack a little bit more so it, it all probably just like triggered together so yeah so Let's not give ourselves a hard time if that's you and you're listening to this because guilt is, you know, we, we can't. We can't do anything about it, can we? And we just make ourselves feel more rubbish when we overthink it. And I'm a massive overthinker, but um, I'm going to journal what this what's happened this week. I'm going to think about for the next steps, for the next half, like the next half term, like October, but it's only like a, like a week. I'll get more things in place, but it's more winter, so there, there are more in the house. So I probably won't be going away in the next half term, but I'm good. Definitely, what I think what I've learned from this is I'm definitely going to book more time out through summer next year. Uh, I'm just going to like cut it down to like four days. I've had half a day today. I've got tomorrow off. I've got my grandma. I'm going to pick my grandma up from the nursing home, bringing her home. I'm going to pamper her, a her, a feet, everything, and then my mum's going to come. I'm going to make like a little uh, brunch, just something different to eat than eating what she normally eats in the the care home. And yeah, have a, have a nice um, afternoon with her. Just just nice to get her out. She's actually really excited. I've just dropped in on her Alexa and she's like, I've got my clothes ready. I'm like, I'll be there for half nine. And a couple of hours pampering in the salon. Nice coffee. And just make sure everything's good. Like she's feeling good and refreshed and, you know, a bit of self-care and interaction for her. My son's off so they can play and we'll sit in the living room, watch a movie and then she'll she'll probably tell me when she wants to go home. She's like, yeah, I'm going to go back home now. She's ready when she's ready. But I feel like I've, I've spent time with her because I feel guilt not seeing my nan. And that's a big thing. That's I've not just got guilt around my son. I've got I've got nan guilt feeling like I, can't, I used to go every day. But my nan said, you've got to stop coming every day because I'm in a home now and I've got friends. And, and I said, I know, but like I used to see you all the time I used to care for her and then when she moved in with my mum and then into the, the home I felt really redundant because she's gone a little bit more independent now she she has to do things for herself but she also has people that shower her and make a bed and make her food and I wash her I don't have to do any of that now so I, I don't have to go as much and she said just drop in on the Alexa I just want to see you a couple of times a day so I don't have to keep going up there driving up there because after school my son's a bit agitated and she gets a bit tired and she likes watching her programs and you've got like a window where she like you don't you know she's like being interrupted so I feel like tomorrow I've had I feel better this week because I've had a bit of time with my son I've got some things planned I'm, I'm seeing my nan and my mum and I've like raveled it all up into one ball where I've, I've I've ticked a lot of boxes and it'll make me feel better and I don't know why I do that to make myself feel better but it's just it, it is what it is we do we try. We do feel guilty when we don't see certain friends, or you know, if you've got siblings, if you don't see them. But I always think to myself, people don't message me, so why should I always be the one that messages them? And it's something that we've that's to do with our boundaries. 
because we do we just try and please everyone and we are i'm a massive people pleaser always checking in but i need checking in on as well and last week taught me who the people were that were checking in on me but i'm not one for morning and complaining just get on with it we've all got situations going on so anyway i'm gonna go and i'll be talking for like nearly 30 minutes so what's coming up back to school next week i've opened up my calendly uh diary which is in my link tree so i've got some new guests coming on the podcast i'm excited and get back in a really good flow next week and I've got, uh, yeah, I've just got a little bit of self-care booked in for me next week. And two networking sessions at Preston and the Ribble Valley. Can't wait for that. And I'm starting the four-week writing course with Caroline Blake, who's the author. So I'm doing that up at Gorstein Preston. If you're local, if you want any more information, send me a message. It's one till three. Uh, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I'm just looking forward to having something for me for the next couple of weeks. And that's what I'm going to focus on the next couple of weeks. I'm going to start picking up some, uh, re- like, brushing up on my Spanish because I did a bit of languages. Um, and I want to, there's a few things that, you know, just want to think about. I'm going to do this now. I'm going to, uh, I want to learn some extra things coming up to Christmas. I just want to find something for me to do to accomplish. And just, yeah, just work on my business, promote my book. It'll go really fast now. I know it's going to go like really fast till Christmas. I've got people booking in the salon till like Christmas now. So um, that's good for me because I like to know where I'm at, especially if I've got my podcasting guests on. I do need to allocate time for that as well. And book it because my, my booking system is connected to my diary. So I need to make sure everybody's in because I have the regular clients that come every like four, five, six weeks. So yeah. So what have you got planned this week? Are you excited for the children going back? Or do you love being off with the children have you got the privilege of staying off send me a message tell me your stories because everyone's got different stories to tell and yeah maybe i should book a six-week cruise so i'm out of the country and then um we can i don't have to worry about work next when you're at home you kind of feel a little bit guilty don't you like oh i should work really because i've got clients texting me but yeah anyway have a great day and i'll speak to you soon bye for now did you know you can join and support the show by becoming a patreon with extra podcast audio self-development and health support don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss an episode and if you could rate and review the show that would be great and thanks for listening oh don't go yet did you know you can find me on amazon i have over 20 self-published books from manifesting planners weight loss and meal planning gratitude and time blocking and many more Bye for now.